I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winters, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Got a flag. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. Tell you something. Episode something or other, throw the flag, off-season, sports are still canceled. Space Off-season? Space space swords are totally canceled. Space luge, also canceled. Uh, Hankins, how's it going? Uh, terrible. Just, uh, just a hellscape nightmare everywhere I look. Uh, <laughs> rapidly deteriorating mentally. <laughs> Creel, what's going on? What are you doing? You know, I'm checking out that curve, baby. The curve between my legs. What? <laughs> got to flatten, got to flatten out that curve. What does that mean? Gotta, you do got to flatten out that curve. Why is it curved? Uh, that's between you, me, and your mom. <laughs> Ayo, working back from hack. Long time, long time listener. Long time listener. Shout out Peggy. <laughs> um. Well, we're talk we're we're going we're talking about old old games again, huh? Because that's hey, all. We there's can... news. We got Ooh, news, news, guys. We, we have news? news. Breaking news. Yeah, there's news. Big hot 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 big NCAA news. Is it a Rod uh, news? A a year of eligibility has been granted to all spring athletes who had their seasons canceled so basketball and baseball and softball and gymnastics lacrosse sure golf not not football yet <laughs> not football not yet football yet but like the president has been set that yes there will be an extra year added and guess who's crying poor about it mm, nick saban Athletic directors in general saying that they don't have the budget oh, yeah. to cover these athletes returning. Increases the, the budget by 25% to add another year. <laughs> for every for every senior, yeah. <laughs> they don't have the budget. Poor athletic directors. I wonder where I, I wonder where they'll if they'll find the money. I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's not like they weren't working for essentially free already. Um, and as Jay Billis put it aptly this morning, the money for these athletes goes from one school account to another school account. So it's not even like it's leaving the system. What is what does it cost? I don't understand that. It's just like room and board. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they 
it, the classes because like, you're just it's just scholarship you're not getting, but you weren't going to get it anyways. Interesting. Like they're not taking up space. Yeah, they should just be able to write it off or something. Just don't worry about balancing the books. Just write off the whole year. Just write it off. Just write it. That's off, all you got to do. Yeah. Just as our as our ledger expert, mm-hmm. I trust Freezer's opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, the game we're talking about today is that all the news? Is that all the news we have? Pretty much. Yeah, I think that's all the news. Mm. I think that's all the news. No sports. No SNL. I can't sit six. In- I think they're going to do the. Uh, I think they're going to do the draft. Like there's there were some rules about how many times NFL players NFL staffs could video chat. Potential draftees. Oh my god! <laughs> They're getting weird, boys. Sports is weird. Um, outside of college, there was one bit of news I found interesting. Um, Jay Williams, former Duke Blue Devil point guard, suggested that the NBA, as uh, the Miami Heat owner, also owns Carnival Cruise Ships, and they're not doing a whole lot with that fleet right now. He suggested that we just have a Western Conference ship and an Eastern Conference ship, and we put the teams and some of their family on those boats, and we just play out some of the rest of the season. We go straight to the playoffs, and then they come together on one championship, I guess it would be called, to play the NBA Finals at sea. The Simpsons was right. It would be a real championship. I just did that joke. Yeah, he, he did oh, it. You had me on mute. What yeah. did you? Oh, man. And I stole the joke myself, uh-huh. so that mm-hmm. makes it twice pilfered. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, why not? Who, who the hell cares, right? Yeah, if, 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 if it comes to it, maybe. You know, we'll see what happens in a month or two. If, if they really got to play look, it out, I'm gonna, so that's probably an option. People still I'm get sick on boats. everything. I'm here for everything. I don't care. <clears throat> I miss sports. I'm not... I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm not really, really doing poorly with no sports being on. So I'm all in favor. If they got to play them motherfuckers in a pontoon somewhere, I don't care. (laughs) Get me a sports stat. I need a jersey doing something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's – I'll watch this Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, white man. Uh, What's the white man's name? Tom Brady. The white golf man. White golf man. Phil, Mil- Phil, Phil Mickelson. Mickelson. <laughs> I'll watch that thing if it happens. I don't care. I need a live sport that has not been determined. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the good news is there's a lot of, uh, oh, yeah, but those have been determined. So, you know what? Never mind. Um, they'll come back, right? You, you, got, you got wrestling. Wrestling was on ESPN Sunday night. That's all old shit, too. I've seen all that. Was that not the current WrestleMania? No, it was like four no, years why ago. Why would the current WrestleMania end on <laughs> air on Sunday night on ESPN? I have no idea. I don't watch wrestling, so I don't know. Um, maybe they they you cut watch a, television? Maybe they maybe they <laughs> you know that how television works. Maybe they cut a like a lucrative contract with ESPN. They got a lucrative contract to get it on their streaming service and to hype it up. They're showing old WrestleManias. Oh, okay. Is WrestleMania not on a Sunday? This year, it's nope, you're not going to get me. You almost got me. You almost got me. Well, we don't have soccer to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, my friend uh, is a Liverpool fan, and he um, uh, was going to fly Aer Lingus to Liverpool. And uh, he uh, they're issuing 110% uh, refunds. That's nice. Aer Lingus. Very, very generous airline. Um, well, and you guys got anything else before we get right into uh, the 2011 BCS National Championship game between the Oregon Ducks and the Auburn Tigers? No, I've got nothing. Let's hit it. All right, well, let's get right into the 2011 BCS National Championship game between the Oregon Ducks and the Auburn Tigers. Kirill, do you want to set the scene for us? Sure. So... We'll go over Auburn first, who, in their illustrious history to this point, had been national champions one time in 1957, asterisk. Um, <laughs> other than that, their history has kind of just been a roller coaster. They were kind of good in the with Suge Jordan, uh, kind of okay with Pat Dye, fell on some hard times. Uh, Tommy Tuberville was able to beat Alabama six in a row was uh, presumptively fired after Nick Saban came to Alabama uh, in Saban's second year in 2008. That was Tuberville's last year at Auburn, in which he went 5-7. and seven. Um, So up until this 2010 season, Auburn had sort of just been a, a name program, but not much in the trophy case, at least nationally. Um, Pretty much uh, perennially a, you know, like a top 15 team yeah. at worst. Going into the 2010 season, they were uh, preseason ranked 22, um, and that's kind of where they were kind of pegged. As for Oregon... And then they pegged us and all. And then they pegged everybody. As, as for Oregon, uh, kind of a... Not, not as an illustrious uh, football uh, pedigree as Auburn. Hadn't really done a whole lot their entire sort of cycle in... The Pac, uh, was used to be the Pac-8, and then became the Pac-10. Um, they really didn't hit their stride until the early 2000s with Mike Bellotti. Um, they were perennially a top like 10 program when he was there, and then Chip Kelly took over in 2009. So this was his second year at Oregon, and it was uh, Gene Chizik's second year at Auburn. Um, Oregon preseason rank was number 11, so they were ranked higher than Auburn uh, to start out the year, and then uh, that's where kind of where we were. Um, I do want to make note, and maybe we can discuss it, that uh, we can talk about Gene Chizik's hiring in general. He kind of came in when Alabama was the toast of the town, and when Chizik landed in Auburn, he was unceremoniously booed uh, by some fans. We don't want Chizik. We want a leader, not a loser. Boo! We won't turn our gill. No Chizik. Chizik had come from Iowa State where he wasn't great. I think he was 5-19 and 19 in two seasons. Um, so he didn't really wet anybody's whistles, especially compared to against Alabama's uh, home run hire with Nick Saban. Um, and then this season he kind of proved everyone wrong. It all sort of fit together. Uh, they were Going into this game, they... Had some close calls, uh, some landmines that they were able to avoid throughout the season. Uh, they beat Mississippi State by three, beat Clemson by three, beat Kentucky by three, uh, beat LSU by seven. Had a miraculous comeback uh, in Tuscaloosa against Alabama where they won by one. Um, but uh, that's yeah, how this the- was 
this was the the comeback year, you know. I mean, they, uh, you know, I, you, you said it best. I mean, so many close calls, so many, so many times that they had to come back, and you know, ended the. We'll find out. Ended the season undefeated. Yeah, Oregon. On the other hand, uh, they started out the season uh, pre-ranked number eleven. They were the number one ranked offense, had the twelfth best defense. I forgot to give those stats on the Auburn side. Auburn was. But uh, the number seventh ranked offense scoring and 53rd on defense. Um, Oregon started out the season number 11. Uh, they blew everyone's doors off. Their closest game was a two-point victory at Cal. But other than that, they were scoring 50 or 60 points pretty much uh, at record pace going into this Auburn game. Um, and this was sort of where Oregon's offense had come together it was they were definitely a program you didn't want to go against because at this point in his career chip kelly really had everything firing on all cylinders yeah they uh and of course Lamichael james um i think he he was he was probably a, a heisman contender that year right yeah he was he ran for uh more than 1700 yards that year uh coaching staffs um there's no real names in the in the on the Chip Kelly. Um, Scott Frost was the wide receivers coach. Yeah, national championship winning Scott Frost, <laughs> future future national champion. Yeah. Um, and then of course uh, Gene Ch- uh, Gene Chizik had Gus Malzahn as his as his uh, OC, uh, Ted Roof as his defensive coordinator. Um, My main man, Ted Roof. <laughs> they, the, the first shot I saw of Ted Roof during the game really knocked me back. Um, I just thought, well, look at this guy. If you saw that dude anywhere, you would not think, well, that's a that's a football coach. <laughs> um, he, he looks more like, uh, you know, Ted Roof looks like Sunday evening church service <laughs> is what he looks like. Um when you, he looks like your insurance premium. <laughs> when yeah, you watch he when you watch the He game. looks like golf's friend from college. If <laughs> golf went to college and had a friend, it was Ted Roof. Ted Roof also looks like Omaha Steaks for Christmas. <laughs> and he looks like khakis in the house. Those are the things that Ted Roof looks like. Yeah, their Auburn's uh, defense that year, they, they were gashed on occasion. They gave up points, but they always seemed to make the key play or the key stop when it needed it. So although I agree with your synopsis of Ted Roof in general, for whatever reason, just the magic could not be denied. Uh, they were able to get some key fumbles and interceptions and, and sacks throughout the season. So yeah, it was, it's, been... it's, it's a weird head-scratcher because... Uh, their offense was clearly their bread and butter that year. They were able to run the ball and whatever with Cam Newton and Gus Malzahn. So it was just fortuitous that the defense was able to rise up when needed. Yeah, I mean, their their defensive line was pretty stout. I mean, they had Fairley that year. They had Antoine Carter. Um, Nick Fairley, I think, won, you know, Lombardi, tr- Lombardi trophy. Whatever the fucking defensive line <laughs> He was so good they gave him the Super Bowl. He won the bro. Super Bowl in 2010. <laughs> 2000. Shit. But yeah, on on offense, uh, you know, Auburn had Cam Newton, of course, the Scam uh, Newton. Uh, Scam Newton? 
<laughs> yes, Scam Newton. Um, Michael Dyer, Ontario McCaleb, and Mario Fannin, which is, you know, we talk about Alabama having like... Shit! <laughs> <laughs> and watching Michael Dyer, you know, during this game, he was just a freshman then. It's, uh, it is kind of weird to, to think that that's 10, 10 years removed. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, and Cody Burns, was Cody Burns a quarterback for Auburn at one time? He's the proto Jalen. Like Cody Burns was the hot, hot hand was touted as being the next Heisman trophy winner. Um, he was going to be the dude. And then Cam showed up and he took his lumps like a man said, okay, I guess I'm a wide receiver now and I'm a pretty good one. He is. Um, he replaced Damian Craig at Auburn. Uh, uh, he's the current wide receivers coach at Auburn now. Hmm. How do you like that? Um, <clears throat> well, Hankins, did you, when you watched the game, did you notice the uh, Auburn fan kind of wearing blackface in the in the crowd? Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> he was, I, I, they, you know, I do remember. Shit, they were crazy. I do, they were crazy. <laughs> I, I do want to make a comment that I remember the hype going into this game was huge for Auburn fans because it had been the first time in whatever 53 years that they had sniffed this close to the national championship. So tickets yeah. were at a premium. And I remember the news at the time, the local affiliates were saying that StubHub and all the other ticket gurus out there had kind of oversold the game and i think that there were a number of fans who went out all the way to arizona where this was taking place and had bought a ticket but weren't had to get the weird refund through StubHub because they'd oversold it because oregon hadn't been there before and auburn hadn't been there before so it was definitely a hot hot ticket in a not so big stadium for a national championship game i think it holds maybe 60 or seventy thousand. Yeah, the um, w- one of my friends actually he uh, uh, bought tickets through StubHub and you know got a hotel, bought plane tickets for him and his dad, and then like two weeks before the game, the the guy like went to my friend and was like, "Hey, listen, I gotta tell you something." Oh no! Um, <laughs> I uh, those tickets that you bought didn't really exist, yeah. and uh, so my friend his reaction was, "I'm going to sue you." <laughs> like unless you hard i'm gonna sue you hard <laughs> unless you pay for you know my flight blah 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 uh long story short uh you know he he got he got the money back um he would he and his dad flew out there for free got had the the hotel for free um they were able to hunt down face value tickets which is still you know a couple hundred bucks a piece um they bet Five hundred dollars on Auburn to win. They won, and their team won. Wow. <laughs> so they basically like <laughs> everything came up just in that day. Wow, it's <laughs> insane. Um, Call the NCAA. I smell a rat. <laughs> um, well, Hankins, you know, I, I was kind of struggling with this uh, today because as as I'm watching the game, it you said something last week about the Miami Ohio State game that it was an awful game, and I'm trying to like really kind of hit reset in my brain of what constitutes an awful game. Like if a, if a low scoring game is low scoring, <clears throat> is it bad or is it a defensive duel? You know, no, it's, it's an aptitude. Ineptitude is a bad game. Like, um, so I will, I'll hold this up against Alabama and LSU in the national championship game. Everybody says that's an awful game. And for a lot of it, it was, but, but we at least knew that those were two great defenses yeah. 
just killing each other. Yeah. Um, in this game, as as was the case with the the Miami and Ohio State game, um, you did have a great unit, two two very good defenses. Um, Miami's offense should have been good. Ohio State's offense not expecting as much but in this one you expected explosion yeah you expected because it was the it was cam it was cam newton and it was as you just mentioned that stable of auburn running backs they had three pretty good receivers um they were going against a fucking pac 12 team yeah um and then oregon also is chip kelly's offense they had guys that could run you expected fireworks in this game and they just never i agree that the hype for this game was definitely on the two offenses one headed by uh, the number one scoring offense in the land, Oregon, and the other offense headed by the Heisman Trophy winner. So you kind of expect crisp play uh, on the offensive yeah. side. And I get it, uh, both defenses were, were good, but you sort of think that the offense would win the day. And it didn't really happen that way. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of touchdowns, especially in the second half. I think there was only one touchdown in the second half and a lot of field goals. Yes. So it, was, it wasn't, and, it wasn't and- as advertised. If you have, you know, Patrick Peterson making great plays, Ed Reed making great play, making great interceptions on the defensive end, that's one thing. But there were a lot of turnovers in this game that were literally just giveaways, mm-hmm. just sailing the ball, just throwing it, throwing it to wide open defensive backs. So I think that's where I would come down on it's a bad game if if a defense makes you play very poorly, okay, that's a great defense and I can get behind that. But if you're just playing poorly because you're not crisp, maybe you had too much time off, entirely possible. Um, Auburn especially had 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 the cam back and then go had to go play South Carolina, who they just destroyed. Right. I mean, just beat the shit out of and then didn't do anything for a couple weeks. I understand why the why the offense might have been a little not sharp, but Man, this thing, this game was awful. Yeah, there were a lot of yards and first downs. Oregon had 449 yards, Auburn 519, and 23 first downs for Oregon and 24 for Auburn. So you think with that much moving the ball that there would have generated some more points on the scoreboard, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, and even down to the ending sequence that should have been exciting. Yeah. You had Oregon make a big drive. Yep. Auburn comes back, but then – the if if this game ends with the dire touchdown yeah. mm-hmm. that was called back, it, that does add a little oomph to the end of it. We can get a little more excited about. But this fucking thing ended with a essentially Nine. Cam Newton taking a knee while he was kind of trying to sneak. Yep. But if there wasn't there, just go down. And then they kicked the world's simplest field goal. Yeah, and, and it was tied at that point. So there weren't there weren't any any stakes on that. Like if he misses it, <laughs> we go to overtime. There's not even any stakes on it. Like it was not going to decide the game if he'd missed. So Creel, it just didn't materialize. Why? So there's been a, a bit of argument on whether or not Dyer was down. I've I uh, you know rewatching the game, it it still seems like he was not down. <laughs> It still seems like that was the that was the right call. Yeah, I agree. Just uh, there was no whistle. He didn't look down. I mean, he looked sort of down, but the ref had the angle on it and let him play. And it, he miraculously sort of rolled up and scampered for another uh, big game for Auburn. So I think, eh, I, I I don't think he was down either. So that was what should have been much more controversial was the the touchdown called back. Because I didn't see any angle that showed me they could say for a fact he was 
either in or not in the end zone. Yeah. That seemed like it should have been much more trouble. And had Auburn lost that game, my God, it sure. would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. But that thing, they, they did get hosed on that. It sh- And, man, I don't know what the line was on that game, but I bet some money swung on that thing, too. Shit. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, Auburn was favored by two points. Oh, okay. So, it looks like uh, – so no, it was safe. Yeah. So again, even that didn't play a factor. <laughs> um, I'm trying to put some spice on it. <laughs> Ten years later, and I cannot find it. Hankins does. Uh, if if Michael Dyer is not close to his own sideline, screaming at him, telling him to to keep going, <clears throat> does that change the outcome of the game? I don't think so. I mean, in watching it, that was the thing I came away from this whole season was. Didn't matter what you did, you weren't beating Auburn this year. Yeah, just twenty four nothing up against uh, the defending national champion. Don't matter. Down to Clemson uh, early in the year doesn't matter. Tight one with Mississippi State didn't matter. You just weren't going to beat them. So I think if if Dyer is down on that play, something happens. It was just going to happen. It was Auburn's year. Come hell or high water, the and the the, the thing that saved them especially in the national championship game was Oregon will never win a national championship. Yeah. It will never, ever, ever, ever. How do we keep getting fooled by that bunch? I don't know. It's the uniforms. Pac-12 in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of their damn uniforms, last week we talked about how like all, um, how all face masks in, in 2003 needed to be the same color. Uh, <laughs> there there needs to be a rule where you can't fucking wear shoes the same color as a penalty flag. Aha. <laughs> I agree. And there's a thing on ESPN where every now and then the ticker will be yellow at the bottom. And I think it's Oh, you hate that. Yes. I hate that. They got, hate if they're going to have something flashed, it's got to be something that's not yellow. I agree with all of this. Um, <clears throat> Hankins is 22 to 19 the most Auburn score ever. It was that was the most Auburn national championship game. <laughs> At one point, it was what nineteen to eleven or some yeah, shit. Yeah, six, sixteen it to eleven. It was just the half. wackiest. And man, Chip Kelly going for two early in the game when he did, they got it. Yeah, they got it. Mm-hmm. Still was dumb as shit. Just was going still for two. Stupid. He faked a punt with midway through the the third quarter. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know he he was a real riverboat gambler. Why, when coaches take risks, why are they a, specifically a riverboat gambler and not just a gambler? I think it harkens back to the old days of you could only gamble on the river, riverboats like legally, so that's like where the creme de la creme would gamble. But wouldn't illegally gambling be more of a gamble than legal gambling? Well, I guess. Yes, figuratively yes, but <laughs> figuratively we, yes. We we love we like our gambling to be above board, so we want to mm. we want to have respect to, respect and gravitas to it, which you can only get on a riverboat. <laughs> and you you're gonna get a better vest and hat combination on a riverboat than just in some old <laughs> in some mm. old back alley somewhere. That's very true. On a stump in the woods, as it were. Hey, hey, speaking of illegality i know you brought up this sort of spectrum last week but where does one scam newton rate on your thug o meter 
I'm so glad you brought that up. The thug quotient was fairly light for this game. I, I didn't do as much research as I would have liked to. We didn't have the spectacular mm-hmm. thugs that we had last time. In this game, um, we had two from Auburn. Um, Cam Newton, who stole a laptop. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, lied about it and I got think kicked out of school. Lied about it, got kicked out of school. Got Urban Meyer to go to... Um, Ohio State, so that's he's got to he's got to be accountable for that. Got that woman beat up by that coach. He he technically is responsible mm-hmm. for that because if Urban Meyer is not at Ohio State, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, got Terrell Pryor in trouble mm-hmm. because of tattoos, so he, that doesn't happen. So it's starting to add up. Um, he also here uh, locally in Atlanta opened up a swank cigar bar for lames that he called Fellowship. F e l l a s h i p for fellowship. That's did you say new. for? Did you say for lames? L a m e s. Yeah, yeah. Is, for lames. Are you sure that's it not the name of his boat? Lames. The fellowship. That's the name of this. That would make a lot more mm-hmm. sense, but no, it's the name of a swank cigar bar downtown called Fellowship. Um, and his worst crime, obviously, is he said women didn't play football. So for that. He is mega thug. And he was technically made ineligible by the NCAA for one, like, solid night until he was reinstated. (laughs) Because there was a lot of uh, hand-wringing over how he ended up at Auburn. Um, A lot of questions about his eligibility, but somehow it all magically got worked out in, like, the month of November, uh, right when Auburn was really... uh, going up the polls and it looked like they were going to be in this national championship game, all of a sudden they were able to work out all that red tape and made that guy eligible. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Cam Newton. Who is, who no is problem the problem with him? No problem. I've with no, him? I, not, I, even, I, not even the weird press conferences and the weird outfits and the hats and the, I, you were very angry when he said that women didn't play football. I, we have the tape to prove it. <laughs> Was it a reporter that asked him? Did he go off on a woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he said that he said it was funny to him to hear a woman talking about running routes. Ooh. Um, And and the Shans of the world, oh, their pearls were so Mm -hmm. clutched. I don't think I clutched too many pearls. It's a dumb comment that was pretty, pretty, pretty stupid. You clenched. You clenched clenched them. Then you, then you, you're trying to renege that uh, that clench right now. <laughs> you're pronouncing it. Noise over there, buddy. <laughs> you, you do know that you pronounce both. You use both of those correctly. Oh, you said clench. We always have. You we said have. Cl- we literally always. You said have clenched and reneged. Somebody roll the tape. Um, we had a second thug in this thing as well. Yeah, who's the second thug? Um, Nick Fairley. Mm-hmm. Nick Fairley, who was the superstar of the defense, and quite frankly won Auburn this game. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Fairley's presence was the deciding factor yep. um, in this game. And it was the thing – it was very – like he had a great year, and as Sean said, he won the he won the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> um, he was a Super Bowl champion this year. <laughs> but this was sort of – Hey, like no, fuck you. Stadium. It is called the Lombardi Award. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. I gave. I said you call it the Lombardi Trophy. Not, I don't know what the big deal is. Not to be confused with the Vince Lombardi Trophy. So the Lombardi Award, <laughs> award trophy. Excuse you won the Lombardi. Is that for me. defensive player or offensive lineman? 
Uh, how did Nick Fair? How did Nick Fairley, at three hundred and eight pounds, chase down Heisman Trophy winning running back Mark Ingram in the Iron Bowl that year? <sighs> nope, nope. I'm not. I'm not. You're not t- getting me into Cam back talk. Um, they were a team of destiny, couldn't be beat. But he was a thug <laughs> who, um, most recently, most recently after his NFL career, was arrested in Mobile for menacing. Um, and during his NFL career, he was arrested for a DUI. And again, much like Cam Newton, the worst thing he did was he smiled in his mugshot, mm-hmm. which led the Detroit Lions to think he wasn't taking this particularly seriously. Sad note, though, his, uh, his NFL career cut short not because of thug quotient, but because he had a bad ticker. Aww. TikTok a kicker was or ticker? K or T? Ticker, his heart. Okay, okay. His heart. His heart was poor. Um, so, I mean, have we picked two bad games in a row? Well, I think just the, the hype didn't really translate. It, we picked two low-scoring games that were won. The, the, the endings of both games are pretty intriguing, but I think the overall the performance and play just doesn't really... Uh, translate to the video game generation that we are i guess yeah you're not wrong i think we are a little ruined like the games that we picked were good national championship games for their time yeah quite frankly like the ohio state game lives on forever um and this game is is regarded as as good and it had a lot it it had a lot of uh, makings of a great thing it was two teams that had not won one never won a national championship one certainly hadn't won in the modern era um, you had the Heisman Trophy winner, who was a controversial figure, but also an incredible player. Um, you had Chip Kelly, who was maybe this was his time. You had all those things, and it just did not materialize. I, but I put a lot of this on Oregon. Um, Oregon had the ability to do a lot more in this game than they did, and had they done that, it probably would have pushed Auburn a little bit more. I feel like Auburn just always knew they had this thing sort of wrapped up, and if they just hung around long enough, they'd get a chance to win it. And so – that's how they played it. Like Cam Newton didn't run around a lot. Um, they didn't do a lot of exotic play calling. And when he threw to receivers, they were butt naked ass open yeah. a lot of the times. Yeah. And and we got spoiled by Alabama Clemson, which was just two crazy shootouts yeah. in a row. And then um, the the Auburn, Auburn Florida, Florida State, State game, game, which was, was a yeah. big switch. Yeah. yeah. So I think we just we hit we have become accustomed to the national championship games that we've had more recently and forgot what it used to be like to have a national championship game. Also, I mean, obviously, Ohio State and Auburn are gonna not excite us too much. Right. We can't be completely impartial in these things as well. Well, how um <clears throat> Krill, how did how how did this game kind of set Auburn and and Oregon on their on their yeah. So I'll start with 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 Oregon, who after this 2010 season, they finished ranked number three, which I was surprised. I was like, well, who was number two? And there was an undefeated TCU team that year who was in the Mountain West and had no shot at making a, there was no playoff back then, so didn't make the final two teams. So Oregon finished number three this year. Chip Kelly had two more years at Oregon in which he finished ranked fourth and second. Um, but again, since only two teams were making the championship game, never had, never sniffed another national championship. Then he bolted for the NFL. Uh, Mark Helfrich took over and in 2014 with Marcus Mariota's quarterback made it to the playoffs and lost 
to Ohio State in the championship game that year. Um, Mark Helfrich sort of looks like was built all of his success on Chip Kelly's players because he didn't last uh, two more years. He was fired after going 4-8 and eight in 2016. Uh, Oregon then hired Willie Taggart, who stuck around for a year before he left for Florida State, and Oregon's now coached by Mario Cristobal, who this past year took Oregon to their uh, first top-five finish since 2014. So that's sort of their trajectory. They stayed pretty good um, and then fell on some hard times with some coaching transitions, but seem to have the ship righted right now. Um, uh, Auburn, on the other hand... uh, this was as high as it got for Gene Chizik. Um, he only stuck around for two more years until he was fired after a three and nine campaign in 2012. Um, Auburn uh, really likes the Gus Malzahn and thought he was sort of the impetus behind the national championship. That it was his scheme that won it for him in 2010. So he was hired for to the 2013 season, and he took them from worst in the West to first in the West in his first year. Uh, lost to a great game against Florida State in 2013, um, and he's been there ever since. Uh, that was the highest that they finished rank was second that year. Um, other than that, they've been sort of perennially like a eight to nine ish win uh, program since then. Yeah, um, and Gene Chizik, uh, I believe, still holds the record as. Uh, experiencing the shortest amount of time in between winning a national championship and getting fired. Yeah, I think that still holds, definitely still holds, because it was just two short years. He went eight and five and then three and nine to follow up that national championship. Hmm. Um, well, that's, uh, so. I got two notes left. Oh, please. Um, so there was breaking news in the middle of this game um, on the broadcast. And it was, uh, guys, we just got word that if offered the job at Michigan, Les Miles had said he would accept. <laughs> that was the big breaking news during the broadcast of this game. Uh, that did not materialize. Yeah, Boy, how things might have been different if it had. Oof. And on the opening kickoff of this game, a true freshman named Chris Davis for Auburn ah. was injured. Um I don't know if it's the same one, but I was immediately out on this game. Immediately. <laughs> Chris Davis, of course, the individual who field, fielded the uh, errant field goal in the 2014 13. Iron Bowl? 13. 13. 13. Oh, boy. Um, you know, if the, if the 2020 season does get canceled, that's one thing that we won't have to deal with. Hearing about the the kick six. If I do have a oh, we'll hear about a question, it. maybe we can put a pin on it. Is say the 2020 season is canceled, will we just sort of transition this year's football schedule to next year, or will we roll over to playing like the 21 Oof. schedule? That's instead? a very interesting question. We can yeah. put a pin on that. Put a, a pin in yeah. there. Night. Um. Did you have another thing, Hankin? Sorry. And do we have to write our preseason predictions oh gosh we might have to (laughs) we absolutely have to i've cleaned up my notes all right um well at the risk of picking a third shitty game in a row my suggestion for next week is the 2005 fedex orange bowl between the oklahoma sooners and your usc trojans it was oh god that's awful (laughs) 
if if That's you a terrible game if you would like to well i mean i think i think last last year last week and this week has shown we very rarely talk about on the field action so yeah um, that is also Hankins, i think that, that, that is also the halftime <laughs> show of that orange bowl is is fabulous it is a- ashley simpson yes she it's a train wreck of a performance oh I'm back in. I'm back in. Gets, Say no more. She gets I'm back booed in. off stage. It, it's it's very 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 good. So that'll give us you know ten this minutes be, of content. This might be our first ever crossover episode where that turns into a cold dog. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, we're uh, we're done in uh, with episode two of the of these weird weird times where we're just looking on ESPN classic esque uh, reporting. Um, so if you'd like, and doing a bang up job, I I think so too. We're getting better every week, um, and I can't imagine I uh, episode one sixty being anything anything less. Uh, Patreon.com slash TTF. Uh, you can listen to our other shows. TTFnetwork.com. Um, Hankins and I are <clears throat> uh, pushing forward on Cold Dog Soup. T- just talk two buddies talking about music. I myself. It, um, continue to implore Creel to join us once again, but he keeps saying something about not having a, an apology from somebody that I'm not really sure. What right. He's about. There, there's some beef and I'm just going to let it stew for a while. Mm. Um, also, by the way, guys, I don't know if I told you, I started a, another podcast what? with, um, with what? Hankins. Do you remember Keith Conrad went to, went to college with us? Yeah. He's a he's a radio producer in Chicago now. Um, we are doing uh, we started time enough at last, which is we watch an episode of the Twilight Zone, then we talk about it. So it's a really original idea. That's like my Buffy Boys idea, but you're just doing <laughs> Twilight Zone with it. You stole my idea, Dennis Dodd. <laughs> okay, I I have a couple things in response to that. First of all, if I ever, if you ever articulated Buffy Boys to me, I would have jumped on that in a second. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. Number two, <laughs> there are no less than five hundred podcasts out there where people watch an episode of a show and then and then talk about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. How would you spell boys in Buffy Boys? With a three Z's. yeah, with a bunch of Z's and one of the cool. yeah 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 hundred percent yeah. All right, well let's let's talk about our next production meeting. <laughs> God, by the time we get to season four with Hush, oh my God, don't get me started. Um, all right, guys, uh, episode I believe one fifty nine, but who knows? I'm always wrong about everything. Goodbye. Well, it was just a boy away from home, and he was singing the song. You'll never walk alone